Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And I wish I wasn't breathing while watching this movie. <laughs> oh, and if dear. you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler of my thoughts that I'll be <laughs> divulging later on in the episode. Yeah, I guess so. So Matty D and I have both seen Don't Breathe 2 and we're going back and revisiting what we predicted all those heady years ago and seeing how close we got to the movie. But before we do that, Matty D, how much do you reckon Don't Breathe 2 made in the worldwide box office? Kind of made much, right? Uh, this, this movie was... I love this trope of Matty D. If he doesn't like a movie, he's automatically like, oh, I couldn't have made much money well, every I... single time. If he loves it, he goes, oh, 500 bazillion jillion dollars. <laughs> Well, you know, like, I, I can't hide my thoughts on the movie, but even outside of that, I don't... Came out during COVID. Came out during COVID. Not many people were asking about this movie. Not many people were talking about this movie after the fact. breathing about the movie, yeah. No, no. Not many people I know even know Don't Breathe exists, let alone a second don't one. Don't Breathe 2, yeah. So, I am going to say a bazillion, kajillion, bazillion, bazillion dollars. <laughs> Come on, have a real guess. First of all, the budget was $15 million, so that should tell you something straight away. Okay. Well, small that, that's a small this, budget, but that makes kind sense. Of movie. You don't need a big budget. Let's say it made uh, 16 mil. <laughs> okay, so it only made a million dollars over its budget. Yeah. No, you're completely wrong. It was actually a pretty big success. It made $53.8 million, which it doesn't sound like a huge amount, but that's like at least four times its budget. That's good. It had a small budget. So yes. It, you know, horror movies always have a small budget, man. This is a horror movie? Yeah. It's a horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's such an old joke on this show now. Well, there you go. I'll We're coming in with our walking well. frames this episode. Yes. And our grey hair, because I feel like we've been doing this show for 3,000 years at this point. I feel like this movie, only being 90 minutes long, I feel like it was 3,000 years One long. of the longest movies we've ever covered. One of the it longest like short movies ever. We were texting each other and we're like, how is this 90-minute movie felt like the longest movie we've ever we've, covered? We've covered uh, heaps of over two-hour movies on this show, but oh, this movie heaps. here felt like it was the longest movie we've ever covered. <sighs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little we later. We certainly will. Think. We're not holding our cards close to our chest at all this we can't with this movie. No, no. I don't think anyone cares about this movie, so I'm not going to really, you know, dance around. Yeah, the, the one Don't Breathe 2 fan is listening to this show and there's just like a solid- It's Norman Nordstrom a, himself. A, a single tear just falling down his or her or their cheek. Yeah, it's Norman. It's Norman. <laughs> He's blind, so he can't watch any TV shows. So it's Norman. Normstrom. Normstorm. I still, kept, I kept getting know. it wrong every- You still every... don't know that it's Nordstrom. No, I don't. I know. I'm just making a joke. Call back to the yeah, fair episode enough. before- okay. I couldn't it's get his just last a joke. Right. <laughs> Let's see him do it perfectly every time this episode. Nordstrom. So, would you? So, the thing about our uh, actual spoilers episodes is we like to grade how well we predicted the episode. So, we like to do a point system in which we look at what we said and, and apply points to those specific details. So, would you care to explain how that point system works before we dive into how well we did? Yeah. So, because we watch information going in to our prediction, if we got- Trailers. Some, trailers, well, promotional materials, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like casting list information that we find on yeah. the line. We have somewhat of a, a, an assistance when we look at these, uh, when we try to formulate our prediction. But if we guess something that's not in any of those, then we get two points. If we get something that was in any of those materials, then we get one point. Yeah. And if we're kind of close-ish, not quite 100% on the mark, but close to getting a correct point, we give ourselves half a point. On the right track. On the right track. And if we get half something wrong, it is zero. Zero points. 
Anyway, so one of the things that I said in the original episode was we were talking about the actor who played Norman Nordstrom himself. What was his name? Uh, Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang, that's right. And I and you said, I thought he was the guy from Avatar. And I was like, he's not in Avatar. He is. The thing, the thing was, you said, I thought he was the military man from Avatar. I thought you meant Sam Worthington. Oh, Who's no, the main character in Avatar, the... but he is Quaritch from Avatar. Yeah, he was. And I hadn't seen Avatar at that point, so I had no idea that Stephen Lang was even in <laughs> Avatar or he was a character in Avatar at all until I saw Avatar 2 The Way of Water, which he is one of the main characters. And so it just sounds so silly, me, me being like, Stephen Lang isn't in Avatar. You idiot, Matty D. Well, look, here's what I'll say to that, right? Like, obviously, he's the same guy. He looks identical, but his yeah. performance is so, so different. So different. You're going to say better, but... <laughs> Well, in the first Don't Breathe movie, I yes. would say. So, like, in, in Avatar, he's a cartoon character. In yeah. Don't Breathe, he has, like, a layered, very underplayed performance. Yeah, that's right. So, you could almost- he's almost unrecognisable in a lot of ways. Yeah. In both, in both movies. Well, the fact that you didn't even realise it was the same actor when they were very clearly the same actor, I think- Me? I that, yeah. said they were. You said at, at first I thought it was the same actor, but then realised it wasn't. Oh, did I say that? Yeah, but it was actually the same actor, but it, well, that doesn't matter. Well, it didn't help that, but, I, that I didn't believe you either. So, uh, another thing that I said as well, which I thought was funny, I just wanted to point this out. I said- that uh, I'm not expecting this movie to be bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we all can't have winners. <laughs> so let's get into how well we did. I don't. Know, I believe I went first in the episode. So would you, you did. would you be so kind as to cover everything I said and uh, let's see how let's see how I went. Let's go into how well Kieran did. And before I start. Kieran said he was very confident. Yes, that's right. Kieran said that he thinks that he's going to get 85%. I said if I don't get 85% correct, that I should give up the predicting game. <laughs> so this might be the last episode of Potential Spoilers, so we'll so find out. let's see how successful he was, because I've got a percentage for you as oh, well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I I'm very excited. It. I actually calculated a percentage for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. So get your band-aids ready. <laughs> So, first thing is you thought the movie would start similar to the trailer with Phoenix Mm. running through a training circuit, appearing like she's running away from Norman. This does happen in the movie, but technically it's not exactly the start. The start of the movie starts with a short childhood flashback. A very short childhood flashback. Yes, in which... Phoenix is getting discovered by Norman. I guess we don't see Norman at this stage. No, see- she, you just see the house that's on fire. It's yep. her house and she's walking away from the blaze and passes out on the passes street. Passes out. That's what we see. However, later on, you change your mind and say that the movie would start with a flashback. That's right. But you said it was going to be Norman being a good father to his daughter. His I said daughter. he discovers Phoenix and takes her home. Yeah, you say that later on, yeah. but you, the, 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 flashback, on. the flashback that you decide on is- Oh, that's right. With Norman, with his original daughter. With his original daughter, I did yep. say that, didn't I? So, I give you like half a point because you're kind of on the right track. You kind of save it. It's not exactly what we see, but it no. is a childhood flashback. We don't see Norman at all, but eh, there's bits there that you could argue you're, sure. you're kind yeah. of getting warmer. Uh, so, one and a half points in total. And also, technically, Phoenix is running away from Shadow. Not Norman. I mean, it's revealed that Norman captures her, but, you know, we saw that in the trailer. Sure, so, I'll give yeah. you a point for that. Then we learn- that this is a training exercise. You thought that it would be both for Phoenix and Norman. It's more for Phoenix than Norman. It's probably for Norman as well. Because don't forget, it's a scenario that he failed in in the first movie. Yeah, I guess so, so he comes out the victor yeah. in the training scenario where he didn't in the original movie. Yeah, well, he sort of pitches it like, oh, I'm, tra- I'm training you how to survive before I let you out in the world. I give you one point because yeah. it's something we see in the trailer. A lot of your information was from the trailer, but yeah, a lot yeah. of the movie was from the trailer, so we can't hold that against you. The whole you. movie was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get into that when Except we talk about your Except for some point. weird choices. 
Yes. Some really weird choices, but yeah, most of the movie was in the trailer. Now, now you said it would be a reenactment of the final chase scene from the first movie. One point I give mm. to you, because that's exactly the case, very but we true. do see it in the trailer. It's very prominent in the trailer. You said that Hernandez was a gardener who is friendly to Phoenix. That is correct. I give you two sets of one point. She there. works for a nursery. So, she has a plant business, like a plant sale business, and Norman grows plants for her, and she <laughs> buys the plants from Norman. Right. That's her specific job. I think it's important to, to clarify So, that. not a gardener. So, she's not specifically a gardener. So, she sells plants. So, she, she doesn't come around and, and garden people's, you know, gardens. She, she buys plants from Norman to sell in a nursery. Okay. It's, it's a job doesn't, that doesn't exist. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter too much. Yeah. To the overall scheme of things, but- um, Hernandez is only in the movie for 15 minutes. I timed yeah. it. <laughs> hey, uh, she so, we, we meet her for five minutes at the start of the movie. She's killed at the 15 minute mark in the movie. And I'm like, why are we supposed to care? We literally just met this character. I guess she was just introduced to be like, you can't keep Phoenix. Someone needed to say you can't keep well, Phoenix. Well, the bad guys had to show how Locked evil up. they were by killing her. Well, they killed the dog. I mean, that shows it. So, they anyway. killed the dog and they killed her. So, that's everyone that Norman cares about. Well, Norman, does Norman care about her? I don't know. Not really. Doesn't. It's not really fleshed out. Uh, okay, well. But the bad guys can't kill the daughter. So, there's no tension around the bad guys potentially killing the daughter. Yes. And obviously, Norman's not going to die. Yes. So, they have to kill off every other character that we know. And that's this woman who was introduced in the first five minutes. <laughs> and the dog. Yes. Okay, so she's not exactly a gardener, but- Technically, close, she is. Close enough, too, to give you a point. Also, I think this is a good point to say, and this is- She's certainly not a social worker. This is- Yeah, okay. Well, okay. All right. All right. I give you a point because it's in the trailer, but yeah. I, I guess I didn't get that, but I didn't look at the trailer that closely, I guess. But I think now is a good point to sort of say, and this I'll go into this at the end of the episode- it was very hard for me to follow what was going on a lot of the time because I was so disinterested and it was so dark yes. during the movie that there were things the that- cinematography I, in this movie was so bad. I, I was When I was listening to your plot, I was like, did that happen? Like, I literally watched the movie a few minutes ago, but- In I, all fairness, the, the van that uh, Hernandez drives in is in the daylight, so we could quite clearly true, see what was but written I, on the I'm side. just saying for later on points, I, I yeah. kind of was just like, did this happen? I think it did, but I can't be sure. So, so you're so, saying that the cinematography wasn't good, right? <laughs> I, I am suggesting that, yes. Okay. So, feel free to chime in and so, fight me on points, because- As I suggest- I could be very much- I could be wrong, more so than any other prediction. That's that very much done. the case. But uh, I, I suggested last week that- um, I didn't. I've never actually finished watching this movie, even though we did like a best and worst of 2021, where mm. we we mentioned this movie. I didn't talk about it in depth because I'm like, oh, I can't talk about it. You didn't watch I, it because I haven't really seen it. I watched half of the movie. The reason I turned it off is because it was so dark, I couldn't <laughs> see anything, and it was so boring. And I was just like, I know where the movie's going. We've predicted this movie, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be fairly accurate to the plot. We'll find out this episode. All right. Well, let, let's continue. I just wanted to give that disclaimer. But out. like, the reason I turned it off was, be and I never do this because I usually watch every single movie that we cover on this show as it comes out. The reason I couldn't finish watching this movie until this week was because I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on in this movie. I can't see what's going on. <laughs> Ironically, I can't see what's going on in this movie about a blind man. Yeah, very interesting choice they made there. Anyway, back to your plot. You said that Phoenix- Okay, so then you reveal that Phoenix was adopted by Norman after mm -hmm. her parents were killed in a fire. Yeah. Uh, this is true. The only difference is Norman- I did change my mind about that as you, well. Yeah, you do. Norman, Norman was lying to Phoenix, claiming- to be her father, and it was her mother that died yeah. in, in the fire. You sort of change this later on. Uh, the twist of the movie, in the actual movie, is that both parents are alive, but the movie leads us to believe that they aren't through most of it. Yeah. So, I'll give you a point and a half there. You said that Norman allows Hernandez to be a motherly influence, 
and reluctantly agrees to have Phoenix spend the day with her. I'll give you one point there. We see that in the trailer. Yep. You said that Phoenix, uh, you said while Phoenix is away, uh, you suspected a gang of bikers, bikers would yeah. arrive at Norman's house. It is revealed that during Norman's evil days, evil past, yeah. he worked with them. This is not true. They no. actually don't know him. They have no idea who And the gang is. isn't bikers either. Even no, though they not. look like bikers, they that are was, bikers. That was my next point. They're, they're drug dealers. Uh, yeah, the movie right. doesn't go into exactly what they are in detail, but we know they cook drugs. They sell drugs, they're I guess. Meth, they use they're meth drugs. dealers. So yeah. That's what they are. I mean, they- they could be bikers. I they don't, could I be. Didn't see any bikes, though, so... Yeah, they're crime. bikers, they don't use bikes. But they're essentially drug dealers, but it's close enough, I'll give you a point there. You- organised crime, you said. I'd say disorganised crime. <laughs> true, true. L- lower end organised crime. Yeah. Uh, you thought that Norman betrayed the gang for a lot of money, and because Norman appeared on the news eight years ago, the bad guys were able to track him down for revenge. This they is were not- very slow They were very slow. Pursuit. They were just like... Where is this house? Let's They're look on at meth, the terrain. So they took them. They had to sober up first. Yeah, drug dealers. They, you know, they they, they procrastinate. They're very late. They're unreliable. Mm. So, anyway, not a, not an actual plot point in the movie at all. No. You said that they asked Norman for their money, and he threatens them to leave. Uh, the only thing I give you a point for is you mentioned that he threatens them with a raspy voice, which he does do, not yeah. in this context, but he's doing that all the time. Good old, leave. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. We'll talk about it later. Uh, yeah. Uh, when Hernandez returns, she offers Phoenix to stay with her for the weekend. In your plot, that is, Norman is rattled and wants Phoenix to stay with him. A scene similar to this happens in the movie, mm. but it's due to Norman's overall protectiveness. But Yeah, Phoenix wants to go to school, but he's just like, you have school at home. Yeah, but then there's also but the I scene- I want friends. Uh, I'm your friend. Uh, You're not enough. <laughs> <laughs> but Phoenix- Oh, sorry. Hernandez does say, oh, you know, Phoenix can stay with me again. Yeah. And Norman says, no, home is better. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, there, there's that whole exchange. We do see it in the trailer, which is why I just give you a point for it. And it's not totally in the context of how you thought yeah. it would be, but it's true. Now, you thought that Hernandez was going to get ambushed and killed by the bad guys on her way home, on a road, in the dark. In the uh-huh. dark is a theme in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a point. This is stuff we see in the trailer, but it does happen. You said that the bad guys steal the van and head to uh, Norman's house, ex- intending to extort him, I guess, again. Yeah. You know, that does happen. Uh, you know, I'll give you Well, point. they don't steal the van. They don't steal the They've van. they their which- own truck. Which is why I give you half a point. You said that the bad guys break in, which they do. Norman hides Phoenix away because he senses the bad guys there. This is very close. Phoenix hides herself. Yeah. And well, Norman does say, go down into the box. And she runs down and, that's true. and shuts herself that's true. in this weird toolbox that and, he has. And Norman, Norman does sort of sense her. So I'll give you a point and a half there. You said that they, they as in the bad guys, you know, when, when Norman and Phoenix are hiding, they threaten to expose Norman for who he really is to Phoenix, and that's what prompts Norman to jump out and stop them. Uh, the bad guys overpower Norman. He's defeated. He gets knocked out. This all happens. It's stuff we see in the trailer. Yeah. I give you one point. By the um, way, that whole point that you just mentioned there was most of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, when Norman is knocked out and they kidnap Phoenix, that's an hour into an hour and a half movie. That's incredible. So, most of the movie is them walking around in the dark <laughs> trying to kidnap Phoenix. I'm not joking. That's, that's yeah. Anyway. So, literally, a throwaway line in both of our plots was 90% of the movie. Can you believe that? That's insane. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, I that really you- puts the movie in perspective, doesn't it? So, the whole ending sequence where Norman goes to the hotel and kills everybody, that's the final 15 minutes of the that's movie. That's only 15 minutes. It's only 15 minutes. Wow. I timed it. It felt longer. 
Yeah, well, yeah. Again, that's when stuff it. actually happens. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Why are they dedicating so much time to- Anyway, so to much kidnapping time to Phoenix. Anyway. That's we- the, it's literally the whole movie. Because that's the hook of the movie, so we know that's going to happen. Anyway. Yes, All right. yeah. Anyway. So you and I specifically knew that Phoenix was going to get kidnapped. Most of the movie is dedicated to trying to Will prevent- Will she get kidnapped? Yeah, yeah exactly. Anyway. What a mistake. Anyway, anyway. I'll give you a point for that. I'll also give you your first two points there, because that technically wasn't in the in the trailer of the post- hey. promotional materials. Well done. First two points- just because a lot of the information was in the trailer. Yeah. And you're getting stuff wrong on the way through that you're guessing that's not in the trailer. I'm getting stuff wrong, you say? Some stuff, not okay. a lot. Like, the whole Norman backstory stuff is not. Yeah, yeah, that's movie. probably the only element I got wrong, to be pretty honest. Much, pretty much. Because I wasn't close at all with the whole relationship to the gang angle. No. Uh, okay, then you say the bad guys kidnap Phoenix, which is true. Burn Norman's house down, which is true. Norman survives, which is true. Yeah. Like I said, this is an hour into the movie. I can't remember if they use Molotov cocktails. They do. Specifically, they they use Molotov cocktails. there you go. The end result is the same, so I'll give you a barrage of one points there, uh, because we do see this in the trailer as well. You said that I don't know if we see Molotov cocktails in the trailer, but they specifically use Molotov cocktails in the movie because you remember the scene where they're like, hey, man, your dog's in there. And it's just like, well, he's dead anyway. You want to go in and check? Don't get me started on the fucking dog. <laughs> the dog. The gang member's dog. Who like they, That dog has no allegiance to anybody. It's just like, I'll be friends who, who, with whoever's around. Dog just like warms to people instantly yeah. and, and can trace from a place it, they've no, never been before. Yeah, Trace back like, to the- like a tracking pigeon, like like, a, well, like like a carrier pigeon. It knows its way home. Yeah, the movie takes itself so seriously, but so many of the plot points are so comedic. It's yeah. just like, what's that boy? Trouble in the old mill. Like forget do- first time director. Yeah. So the one of the co-writers of the original movie directed this movie. He never directed anything before, and it really shows. <laughs> anyway, let's let's power through. Uh, you said that Norma now gets tools from Hernandez's truck, including mm-hmm. a machete. Stuff we see in the trailer, it's true. It's not yeah. Hernandez's truck, is it? Is it that is Hernandez's truck. Okay, well, I gave you points for that because I was like- Because he finds Hernandez's body. Right. And then he goes into the back and takes the machete. See, this is why it gets so- This is why- what I mean, Who else's truck would it, it be, gets maybe? So funny. So I, why would a blind man have hey, a fucking truck? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, calm down. I gave you points for it. Yeah. Because I remember thinking, I recall it being Hernandez's truck. Van. Van. Whatever. Who gives yeah. a shit? But when you said- I said specifically as well that he gets it from Hernandez's yeah, van. Yeah, which is why I give you points for that. But when when you sort of said uh, the bad guys didn't steal the van, I was like, that made me doubt. I was like- Well, no, I said that they killed Hernandez like a block away from his house, yeah, which is true. Which is true. Yeah. So, I gave you points for it. That's what I remember in the movie. I was just double checking that because this movie is kind of forgettable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving quite along, you thought that it was going to be him and Shadow who go out to find the bad guys- However, Shadow no. is killed. That's right. From uh, by the bad guys. This is stuff you get right later on. Happens by off the way. screen. What actually happens is Norman adopts, befriends the bad guy's dog, yeah. who leads. So they have a pit bull, which they sick on Norman, and yeah. then they have like a tussle in the attic. Like the dog yeah. manages to work its way up into the attic, and then Norman like puts like a mattress uh, springboard down yeah. in front of the dog, and then he manages to befriend the dog because I think he saves it from the fire. Norman saves it from the fire, and because this dog has this ability to understand everything English. that's just happened to him or her, I never got the gender of the dog. The dog then becomes loyal to Norman. For and the rest then he of the says, movie. Go home. <laughs> it literally walks him to where the, to the gang members are hiding out. Dogs yes. don't understand English. And also, dogs probably don't have memory of how to get home. Yes, from a place from, they've never, they've never been, been before. Any, and let's keep in mind that this dog was in the back of a truck going there. So it's yeah. not like it could watch where it was going. <laughs> anyway, I gave you half a point because it's not shadow, but it's close enough to, yeah. uh, you know, how, how would you have predicted? <laughs> 
that plot point in the actual movie. I just want to say I joked. Well, that, how does a uh, blind man make his way to like where the bad guys are hanging out? I don't know. He's not going to get street directions. They didn't tell him where they lived. Yeah. I, I also said that he, he knows where they which, lived which because I, he worked with which them. Which I go into. Which makes more bit. sense than what which they actually did in the a- movie. Absolute more sense. But anyway, I just want to say at this point, I joked that it could be the dog that smelt the bad guys out. It's kind of funny because mm, that yeah. off comment turned out to be exactly what happened in this movie. Sort of. And at this point, this is where you said that you thought the bad guys would actually tell Norman where they were hiding yeah. to be the location where Norman could deliver the money to them. You know the old hotel on the edge of town? No, I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I know that? Well, it's on this street and this street. Okay. Hold Why on. would I know streets? I'm blind. <laughs> I don't ever leave my house. <laughs> uh, that's what, That's how you thought that he might have known where to go. It doesn't happen in the movie, but it, it was a better plot prediction yeah. and what they actually ended up doing. You thought that uh, Phoenix was going to be taunted by the bad guys and she would say that Norman is coming for them. This does happen in the movie. It's yeah. not in the trailer that I saw, so I'll give you two points there. You said that Norman would use bug spray to make it hard for the bad guys to see. It happens later on in the movie, but it does happen. It is something we see in the trailer as well. So I'll give you one yeah. point there, but I give you two points because you say that they're going to unleash the bug spray and it will never be explained why Norman or any of them can breathe. Yeah. Which does happen. So I give you that two points no for that. makes no sense at all. Like, I think the bad guy coughs once. Raylan is the, his name. He coughs once and I'm like- that would not be the case if no. the room was full of bug spray. And it would hurt your eyes. It would do all this Think about when you spray bug spray in real yeah. life. You, might, you, you spray the smallest amount and you're just like, if you breathe that stuff in, you're coughing and wheezing and you can't see anything and it's terrible. But the room's full of it. Yeah. The room's absolutely full of it. Like, he set off, like, 20 bug bombs to fill up the room. And, like, Raylan is looking around, like, with his eyes super wide. He's able to breathe normally. And and Norman, as well, is able to breathe normally. But this is never the case in real life. Look, Kieran, I was okay with it because for the first time in the movie, I could actually see what was going on. Yes, that's right. I'm cool. Ironically, when the room's full of bug spray, you can see what's going on. Yeah, I I was fine. It was like a Blade Runner-esque kind of scene work they were doing there. I was like, at least I can see what the fuck is going on. It was like the desert scene from Blade Runner 2049. Yes. So I was okay if it didn't make sense because at least I could actually watch the movie. Yeah. You said that Norman would fight off the thugs, which is true, each one by one. At this point, you said that Shadow would be killed. Mind you, this is all the last 15 minutes of the movie. Yep. Yep. Which does happen. Not, yeah. not at this point no. in the movie. It happens early on, as he we mentioned. gets killed in the first 20 minutes. Yes. Two points there, but it does happen. There was no indication that it would. So, well done. You said that Norman floods the basement so he could feel the bad guy's movements. This does happen mm-hmm. a little before the final fight. With the yeah. gas, but still true. We see it in the trailer, so give you one point. He said he kills all the men and finally kills the final guy with a hammer. This does happen in a very graphic Well, we actually cut away moment. before we see what happens, but yeah. it's still somewhat graphic. And, he throws he, the hammer at him. Yes. And then he smashes his head in, but we don't see that. No, we don't see that. And it is, I believe, Shadow's Killer who he- That's right, yeah. He, he bludgeons with a hammer. So, it's the guy with the blonde mullet. Yeah, remember that guy? Yeah, he I was, do. Uh, he was. He he. he uh, Norman killed his brother. He had such a presence. Yeah, Norman killed his brother during the house invasion, and so he has like a grudge against Norman. Yeah, and yeah. so he's shown to be like the main uh, one of the. Like, he's like the main antagonist out of the gang members who isn't Raylan. Yeah, so he's the one who kills Hernandez in the truck as well. He hammers. Uh, <laughs> he hammers, hammers. He hammers Hernandez's head. In the in the truck, which mm. is how she dies. So yeah, so he's like the, he's like a vicious guy. Yeah, that's right. He's like the he's totally. I have no idea which one of the gang members is his brother. Was it the guy who was blown up in the basement? I'm presuming so. Or the guy that had his mouth covered? No, no, that guy didn't die. So oh. he couldn't have been his brother. His the guy's mouth was super glued shut. 
Yeah. So he would suffocate and they stabbed like a, uh, a, a screwdriver a screwdriver into his cheek so he could breathe and then he cuts his mouth open with glass. That was brutal. Yes, it was. Anyway, back to your plot. You said that- I'm just saying all this to make a point later. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You said that Norman looks to be defeated by Raylan um, after an impressive- or after a fight scene, you say. I shouldn't say impressive because neither the movie or your plot- <laughs> Is impressive, no. Yeah, uh, but Phoenix saves him at the last minute, which is true. You said that he would be shot in the face by Phoenix, which I believe happens. So no, no. She stabs him through with a machete. Okay. Well, I'll give you two points and I guess I got to deduct that to one point then. That's close enough to what happens. She saves him. She kills him. him. She kills him. She kills Rayland and she saves Norman. Well, technically she saves Norman. Mm. Not with a gunshot though. With a with a knife. I'm going to keep it as two points. It's close enough to me. Close enough. No, for no. Me. Bring it down to one. Could bring it down I to one. Would, would you feel better? She about said that? that she shot him in the head. I only gave me one point for that because she didn't. But she no. does kill him. I think we saw something in the trailer that indicated that. No, 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 no. We no, just thought was... that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so three points in total there. You said that they would both survive as in Norman and Phoenix and ride off into the sunset. Those are your words. This pretty much happens. Sunrise. Sunrise. Uh, this pretty much happens. Phoenix develops social skills at the end of the movie. She well, no, you're, you're burying the lead there. Norman dies. Yes. Yeah, or, I'm in finger quotes, dies because it's shown in the mid credits that uh, he's not dead. I didn't watch the mid credits, but I kind of figured he wasn't dead. Yeah, he's not dead. So they show in the mid credits that he's still alive. So he's just pretending to die so that Phoenix can go off and have yeah. their own life. So in the movie, he dies. Phoenix well, he goes dies off, in finger quotes. Finger quotes. Phoenix goes and has a normal life. That's how the movie ends. You thought it would end with them going off together. No, it doesn't. But it doesn't. It, but it's like well, I didn't say that he. Well, I didn't say that he died, and that's technically true. Yeah, so I give you a point for that. Not a hundred percent what happened, but mm. uh, they they live happily ever after. They they do go off adventure and have their own lives, whatever that means for this. Well, universe. happily ever after. I don't know about Norman Phoenix. Yeah, sure. He she lives goes to this like orphanage, and uh, he lives another. Is there day. room for one more? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Can I use this motorized scooter to make this wheel fast? Anyway, you made a few extra predictions after your movie prediction. Mm. You said one more prediction. You said it would be implied that Norman started the fire that orphaned Phoenix. Not true. Not true. So, it was a meth lab that uh, blew up, essentially. And then I I had done my notes for your prediction, but I listened to the rest of the episode just because I was like, ah, my work is done. Yeah. Brushed hands. I'm so glad you listened. And then, annoyingly, you said- and you guessed, you you sort of were like, maybe uh, the bikers could be related to Phoenix in some way. And uh, So, Phoenix is the daughter of one of the bikers. So, and that's that's the plot of the movie. That's really. right. The plot of the movie is Phoenix is the daughter of Rayleigh. And that was that was interesting because it was something that I hadn't thought about ahead of time. But just during your plot, it just clicked in my head. I was just like, oh, yeah. she's related to the gang members. Yeah. So, in your prediction, you thought that Norman worked for the bikers. Yeah. Norman caused the fire. And he was aware that the bikers had a child and he was just like, they're not going to treat the child well, so I deserve a daughter. They don't. Or he thought they died, maybe. And he yeah. stole the money, he took the daughter, and then they're back for a revenge and be the child. That's right. Now, in the actual movie, there's no relationship between Norman and the bad guys, no. but the bad guys are looking for their daughter. You know, not to take her back for themselves. No. But in an interesting course of events to steal her, her beating heart yeah. to save the mother. Which doesn't make any sense. Who is dying anyway. Yeah, so the, the, apparently the mother breathed in like toxic smoke from the fire that, you know, that orphaned Phoenix. Didn't orphan her actually, but uh, the whole reason that Phoenix was separated as a child, as a three-year-old child, was because of this meth lab fire. The mother breathed in the fire and her blood got poisoned. And then over eight years- 
they were like, shit, she's dying. And the only way we can save her, she's the only person who could cook meth for these for these gangsters. They couldn't get anybody else. No one. And if she dies, their whole operation goes under. Yes. So they're like, if only like a, a direct blood relative was able to donate, like in unwillingly donate a heart to the mother. Oh, wait, there's this 11-year-old child who hasn't finished developing yet, who has this tiny heart that wouldn't be compatible with the mother. She's the only saviour for, for this woman who's dying. Genius, Karen, genius. So stupid. I'm so lucky I was standing in the burning house where this all happened, just at the right moment where my where the dad daughter- was just like- And they both- ha- How did he know it was his daughter? Because they have the same grey streak yeah, in they, their hair. They have, they have rogue hair. So <laughs> that's so stupid. It makes sense. I mean, it's- uh, you know. Oh, that's a real thing that happens, a father and a daughter having the same- like. It's genetics, genetic. obviously. The sa- in the same spot, too. Obvious. <laughs> and, you, and you're forgetting the most important part as well, which, you know, seals the deal, is that the mother knows the same song that her daughter knows. Yeah, that's right. So, God, it's irrefutable at this stage. Uh, brilliant writing. Brilliant yeah. writing. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> so uh, that's everything you got right. Totaling up your points, you got 34. You originally had 35, but I had to deduct one from you. And I calculated that as a percentage. Are you ready for this? Yeah. And I did that by looking at every point you made and everyone you got right compared to every point you made, essentially making it a fraction. You got 76.09%, just mean- shy of 85. Does that mean I'm going to have to give up doing plot predictions? Look this up. is going to be our last episode. I, maybe it's our last episode. I think that's pretty close to 85%. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, okay. So, if you think about it, really, what did I get wrong? Well, the I points- think I only got like one or two details wrong, to be perfectly yeah, the honest. Po- the points that you got wrong was the whole- The big thing was Norman's-, Norman's relationship to the gang was basically the only thing I got wrong. Yeah. And then everything else was just circumstantial. Yes. Like a little detail here, a little detail there. So, in my head, basically, that's that might as well be 85% accuracy. So, I'm not going to give up sure. the predicting game sure. at this stage. But if you really boil it down, I didn't get that much wrong. No. A lot of what you predicted was in the trailer. That's right. The whole movie fair. was in the trailer. But- uh- not a whole lot wrong, no, not really. So, let's not forget that uh, Phoenix was kidnapped halfway through the trailer, and then most of the trailer was the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Why are they selling us this being, you know, the movie, when that's not actually the case? I don't know, because they don't know what movie they're making, or the audience they're selling it to. You're absolutely right there. <laughs> well, how, do you think you got 85% of the plot right? No, I don't think so. Do you so. think you got 50% of the plot right? I don't. Do you uh, think you got 25% of the plot right? Oh, I got over 50%, sure. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I, I lost the- I got the things that happened in the trailer right, right? Sometimes. <laughs> to, to some extent. Sometimes. Do you want to find out? Yeah, yeah. I listened to this plot. I, I didn't think I did terribly, but I, d- I definitely, uh, definitely I didn't call with the that. movie. Okay, hit me, hit me. <laughs> I might during this uh, this assessment. So you said that the movie will open with Phoenix running around a quote woodish Detroit area. Why do we keep calling it Detroit as well? Because that's how you say Detroit. <laughs> you can't say Detroit. Detroit. That's just, that's just weird. Detroit. So I gave you a point for that because the movie actually opens with a childhood flashback, as we've already discussed. But it is Detroit, <laughs> although the filming location was actually Serbia. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, they they actually filmed the movie in Serbia because it's cheaper than actually filming in America. Okay. And I, it's probably too dangerous to, to actually film in Detroit. So, uh, But it does happen in the movie. We do see Phoenix running around doing this training exercise. So, that's why I gave you the point. You said that Norman lives in the exact same house as the previous movie. It's a completely different house. It's a completely different And it different is very house. obviously a completely different house from both the trailers and in the actual movie. So, you said that Phoenix is being chased by Norman's dog, Shadow, and she runs to an abandoned car to find a gun hidden in the car. Gave you three sets of one point there. That was all in the trailer, and that's all correct. 
You said that Phoenix is grabbed by Norman in a jump scare moment, and it's revealed that this is part of a survival test. Gave you two single points for that as well. That's it's all true. true. So far, so good. So far, so good. Except for the whole, like, it being the same house. Yeah. Semantics. Minor details. Semantics. Now, at this point in your plot, you claim that Norman Nordstrom is a stupid name and nobody is called Norman Nordstrom. I did some uh, <laughs> some research. <laughs> There's currently 87 people called Norman Nordstrom in the US and Canada area. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Maddie, So, all of them could be listening to the show. Maddie D says that's a stupid name. <laughs> it's a very common name. Who, who are named Norman Nordstrom? Yeah. Specifically named Norman Nordstrom. 87 currently living in the US. So, all of them could come and kick your ass. It's a higher percentage than your prediction. That's true. <laughs> so, you said that Phoenix is an orphan who gets along with both Norman and Shadow. I gave you a point for that because she gets along with them so well, she doesn't even know she's an orphan. She just presumes that she's Norman's child. You said that Phoenix is picked up by a social worker. So, okay, this is where your plot goes down the toilet. Okay. You said that Phoenix is picked up by a social worker who doesn't have a name in your plot, who works at an orphanage where Phoenix currently lives. That's not the case at all. That's completely wrong. So, the, the person that you thought was a social worker was uh, Hernandez, who just uh, buys plants from- Yeah. Uh, she used to serve with Norman. That's the, the connection that they have. And oh, then, is that the connection? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh. Okay. So, they were both Marines. Marines? Yeah. They were Navy SEALs. I don't know what they were. It was, they were Marines. Like they were Marines. So, they were both Marines together. And that's how she knows Norman. And now she owns like oh, a nursery. And that's she, right. Because the bad guy served as well. That's right. Yeah. For some reason. Dishonorably discharged from a dishonorable war. I guess that kind of makes it honorable, right? Terrible, terrible writing. <laughs> but yeah, Hernandez has a nursery which he buys. So Norman apparently supplies all the plants for the nursery in his greenhouse. So that's the connection there. But yeah, so not a social worker. You said that Phoenix only occasionally stays with Norman as a part of a try before you buy arrangement with orphans. Not the case at all. That's not true. You said that the 11-year-old Phoenix really wants to move in with the psychotic rapist who forces her to flee from a wild dog all the time. Yeah, she loves it. But red tape is preventing her from doing that so. That damn red tape. Of course, this isn't the case at all in the movie. Nothing like this happens in the movie. That's completely silly. Why would that be? Yeah, that's silly. Yes. The movie isn't silly. <laughs> yeah, that's well, silly. Compared to the actual movie, your plot is nonsense. <laughs> but the movie is also nonsense. So, oh, I guess you're on the right track. Ah. A dishonorable plot prediction for a dishonorable <laughs> movie. I guess that kind of makes it honorable. <laughs> you said that on the way back to the orphanage, the social worker and Phoenix find that the road has been blocked by a truck. Gave you half a point because this happens to Hernandez, but of course Phoenix isn't Phoenix. there. Yeah. Phoenix doesn't live in the orphanage. There's no orphanage. No. Phoenix doesn't realize she's an orphan. So, yeah, this is all nonsense. You said that Hernandez is strangled to death and Phoenix manages to escape and runs back to Norman's house. Gave you a point for this because Hernandez is strangled, but she's actually ultimately beaten to death with a hammer by blonde hair mullet guy, whoever that character may be. <laughs> I don't know his name. You said that Norman hides Phoenix inside his house, and then when Shadow starts barking outside, Norman goes out to investigate. Gave you half a point for this because Norman does go outside to look for Shadow because Shadow hasn't eaten his food because Shadow has been killed by the bad guys at this yeah. point. Doesn't make any sense that Norman would go out. So, so, so imagine this in your plot. So imagine this was actually in the movie. Like Phoenix comes running back to the house. Knock, knock, knock. Knocks on the door and then like, what's what's wrong, Phoenix? You're back already. Oh, uh, Hernandez was killed and there's bad guys chasing me. Quick, come in the house. Hide, hide in the house. I wonder why Shadow's barking. I better go out and investigate. <laughs> Marine training. That's what does it, you know. So he wouldn't go out to investigate if he knew what was going on, which clearly he knows what's going on because he hid Phoenix away. So what you said made no sense. It also doesn't happen in the movie. So, so you said that a single intruder enters Norman's house while he's away. So he's out looking for Shadow. Yes. And then a, one man, you said, comes in looking for Phoenix. 
tries to kidnap her, but then Norman bursts in through the window like the Kool-Aid man and kills him. I gave you a point and a half for that because there's he several in- Yeah, he, he bursts through like a glass door and, and grabs a yep. guy and he doesn't kill him, but he eventually kills this guy down in the basement. It's a very long drawn out scene. It's most <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> but there's several intruders who enter the house from the get-go. Yes. And Norman does kill this guy later on, but not in this moment. So, like I said, point and a half. Sort of on the right track. But, yeah, again, this is 90% of the movie. <laughs> you said that Norman takes Phoenix down to the basement from the previous movie, the one that's lined with the mattresses. The rape den, as I the called it. The rape den, yeah. Uh, which he uses like a bunker. I gave you half a point for that because Norman does tell Phoenix to hide in a toolbox in the basement, but it's not the same basement from the previous movie because no. it's a different house. And also, he doesn't use it like a bunker. It's a completely normal basement. No. Yeah, you're right. I, I guess I had Rambo on the brain. Yeah, I guess so. Rambo 5. You said that Norman tells Phoenix to keep quiet and Phoenix has never been in the basement before. Neither of these things happen in the movie. No uh, mini bar fridge full of semen <laughs> in this movie. Thank goodness. You said that the bad guys surround Norman's house and announce that Norman is not what he seems. I don't know who they're announcing this to because they're in, in, they're in a soundproof basement in your plot. So, they're just saying this to each other? Yeah. <laughs> I gave you a point for that because they do say this. It was in the trailer. But yeah, everything else yeah, doesn't make any sense. You said that the bad guys enter the house, beat up Norman, set the house on fire and kidnap Phoenix. Gave you four points in total for that because four single points, essentially. It's in the trailer. It's yeah. all in the trailer. And this is most of the movie. Yes. But you basically summed up the entire movie in that single sentence, which I love. <laughs> you said that the kidnap of Phoenix will play out over a long period of time. Gave you two <laughs> points for that because it's most of the movie. <laughs> You said that we'll find out that the gang members were hired by the rich parents of the woman that Norman kidnapped in the first movie and impregnated as well, and they've sent the gang members to kill Norman and kidnap his daughter. Yeah, look, I, I, I thought that it would tie into the first movie more. It doesn't. But it doesn't You can watch really. this movie without having seen the first movie yeah. at all. And it's almost a completely different character in a lot of ways. Yes. Norman is, that is. Absolutely. So, this must have only been a fairly recent plan by the parents because the gang members only just found out where Phoenix lives and that Phoenix is alive. So, and it was eight years since the, the previous movie. So, it was a, Yeah, it was well, a, I think, didn't I say that they were, you know, they tried to do it the right way, but because they couldn't, that's why they yeah, that's right. went to the gang. So, they probably were trying to lawyer up and do all this sort of stuff. For eight years. Yeah. And it's quite convenient that they happened to find out where. So, the thing is, in your plot, Phoenix doesn't live with Norman, so they wouldn't even know what her relationship is, but her, their plan was to kidnap Phoenix. Uh, so, yeah. it must have only been a recent plan. Well, I think- I th <laughs> It doesn't make any sense if you break it down. Did, didn't I say, I, I suppose you'll go into it, but my memory of it was they were trying to break in to kind of get revenge and then they kind of wanted to kidnap Phoenix to protect Phoenix. Now, you said part of the parents' plan was to kidnap Phoenix. But since that Phoenix doesn't live with Norman at this point, it doesn't make any sense that that, the, that'd, that'd be a plan. It's more You're the, saying it's a spur of a moment thing well, from yeah, the, the gang the, members. The, the gang members. So you're in. retroactively going back and replacing your nonsense with more nonsense. Well, I, I thought I thought that's what I meant at the time. You know, you you listened to it, so you might be able to tell. Well, me you didn't go into detail, but, uh, but you didn't the, get any points for this, by the way. It doesn't matter. Doesn't, it doesn't happen, happen in the, in the movie. movie. But the bad guys come and they see that there's a girl living with Norman. And you didn't say this, so you're just quantifying nonsense with nonsense. They're just like, oh well, we need to protect you know the girl from this. Creep. You're saying you got 50% of the plot right, by the way. <laughs> so far, it's all been nonsense. <laughs> you said that Norman gears up with equipment from his own car. Half a point, he gears up with Hernandez's equipment. Why would a blind man have a fucking car? <laughs> I know blind people that have cars. <laughs> Phoenix, I'm going to drive you down to the shop for some ice cream. Look out! Ah! <laughs> Just imagine that. It's an old car he had before. <laughs> 
from his other house? Yeah. It's the same house in your plot. It so. is the same house. Yeah. Who knows? You said that the bad guys hide out in an abandoned factory. Half yeah, called point. Hotel Factory. Yeah, it's half a point because it was really obvious in the trailer it was a hotel. I said it was a hotel because it says in the trailer in clear letters, hotel. So, I gave you half a point for that. You said that Phoenix tells the baddies that Norman will come for her. I gave you a point for that. Yeah. That is actually in the trailer. You said that Norman arrives and shuts off the lights. Gave you a point for that. You said that Norman hunts down and kills all the bad guys in creative ways. Gave you a point for that. Congrats. You called the last 15 minutes of the movies. <laughs> creative, though, question is it like, a, you know, I've got a question mark hanging over that. I, I think it, the intention was that it was creative. Yeah, I guess I guess the whole like water ripples thing was kind of a cool image, but it was in the trailer. So, like, I got no joy from that in the movie. <laughs> you said that Shadow is killed by the bad guys. Two hey, points. Nice. It's not at this point in the movie, but I said the same thing at the same point in my plot. I mean, still true. I guess we thought that Shadow would die and that would kind of en- enrage Norman. Yeah, that's right. But it happens really early on. He doesn't seem that bothered by it, but he doesn't want to kill the dog because I guess he feels bad about Shadow's death. Like, he doesn't want to kill Raylan's dog. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows what he's thinking? I'm not going to try and put my own thoughts. It's the rule of movies. Good guys don't kill dogs. That's true. Or animals and bad guys do. They were very protective of the other dog in that movie, mind you. Because, like, they'd always shoot at it, but not kill (laughs) the dog. Because I guess they were like, oh, we don't want the bad guys to be too bad. Who knows? You said that Norman uses water ripples in a flooded room to detect the bad guys. We've already mentioned this. this trailer. Gave you a point for that. Technically, I've already given you a point for this, but, you know, this is a specific moment. So, yeah, why not? You need all the points you can get. (laughs) You said that Norman uses gas to flush out the bad guys, and this will definitely not be insect repellent. Close enough. It's insect repellent. I didn't give you any points, so not close enough. Close enough. You said that the leader of the gang uses loud noises to make Norman vulnerable. This yeah, never happens like in the Venom. Movie. <laughs> yeah, it happens in Venom, but it doesn't happen in this movie, weirdly enough. So you said that the gang leader beats Norman near to death. Two points there, because he pretty much does. Now, at this point in uh, your plot, I asked if Raylan was the leader of the gang, and you said, yeah, I think Raylan's the leader of the gang, so I deserve a bonus point. So throw a bonus point on top of- Because uh, I got that point right. Yes, you got this right, but uh, bonus point for me because I helped you with that prediction. Well, I think it was pretty obvious that Raylan was- Well, why didn't you say that Raylan was the gang leader? It didn't really matter. It goes without saying. (laughs) Okay, you're 35. There you go. You said that Phoenix picks up a gun from inside the car with a dead body next to it. This never happens in the movie. You said that Phoenix shoots Raylan and kills him. Gave you a point and a half for that. Oh, there you go. You gave me a point. I gave you a point and a half because Phoenix stabs Raylan through with a machete. So, she does kill him- but she stabs him through with a machete, so it's not a, a gunshot wound. So, yeah, like I said, I, I would give you two points if it was exactly on the money. But because she doesn't shoot him with a headshot, couldn't quite give you that full two points. You said that Phoenix helps Norman to his feet. Gave you a point for that. That pretty much happens, but not quite. He doesn't really get up. So, only a point there. You said that Norman tells Phoenix that she's his second chance and they walk off together into the sunrise. This doesn't happen. <laughs> doesn't say that she's his second chance. I like it. I like your plot better than the actual movie. But yeah, it doesn't quite happen. Uh, it's it's presumed that Norman dies, but as we've already discussed, it's shown in a mid credit scene that Norman survives, and he's just pretending to be dead, so he doesn't actually die. So you're technically right. Yeah. He's, a, he's alive, but they don't walk off together. They're very much separate when the movie ends. And you said that Norman will talk more in this movie. He does. He certainly does. Gave you a point for that. I think it was obvious from the trailer that he was going to be a, a main focus of the movie. So, I, you know, it's not worth two points. Only a point there. He said that all of the bad guys will have names, but will be interchangeable aside from the leader. Gave you half a point because I don't know any of the other bad guys' names aside from Rayland. But I would say that I could tell all of the gang members apart because we had Super Glue Mouth Guy. 
We had blonde hair, hammer guy. We had the guy who was blown up in the basement. And we had mustache man who was just like, this is wrong. Okay, well, so for I could me, tell they were of- completely interchangeable. See, of course you're going to say that because this is yeah, a prediction well, that, you made. That's but- fair. With, with maybe the exception of blonde haired guy. Super glue mouth guy. You could tell who that guy was. Because he I, had do, the, I can't even remember what that guy looks like. Well, he had the super glue around his mouth and the hole in his cheek from the uh, screwdriver. So, yeah. I could tell who he was from that. You were wrong, essentially. But I still gave you half a point because, like I said, I don't know what any of their names were. So, you said that the movie will set itself up for a sequel that will never happen, but not because the movie is bad. Oh. Gave you a point and a half for that. Because <laughs> it does well. set itself up for a sequel, but the movie is bad. <laughs> uh, but you were saying the sequel wouldn't happen, but not because the movie is bad. Yeah. But you're saying that nobody's asking for a sequel, which is yes. true, which is why I give you a point yeah. and a half. Uh, well, we won't know. So, I'm going to only give you two points if a sequel never does happen, but we don't know at this stage. I so think it's a safe we'll bet. We'll revisit when we're still doing the show in 15 years. I think it's a safe bet. Yes. You said that Norman will be less capable in this movie and will be easily tricked and more careless. That's not really the case at all. No. In not- fact, he's, he's probably more capable in this movie than the previous movie not because really. in the first movie, they were like unskilled house burglars, where in this movie, he's going up against Marines and still like, well, former Marines and still is able to take them out without too yeah. much effort. I guess he get we see him more vulnerable, beaten up. Hurt than in the first movie where he's that's like right. an unstoppable force, but that's not really his fault. He's, he's he's like he's way outnumbered, and it does take a lot for them to beat him up. Yeah, like he kills and maims several people before that happens. Yeah, so I wouldn't say that he's less competent in this movie. Like I said, I'd say he's more competent. Yeah, I guess I was thinking we need to sympathize with Norman, so we're probably going to see him more. Yeah, yeah you know, did we sympathize with him? Uh, that knows? was the intention. We'll Kira. discuss. You said that the cinematography will be beautiful. And we'll see, quote, shots from Norman's point of view, the blind man's point of view. Well, that's true. We do not see shots from Norman's point of view. Oh, actually, actually. Well, true. We couldn't see most of the movie, so inadvertently you're right, but I'm not going to give you any points for that because we don't technically see any. We were never intended to see shots from Norman's point of view, but technically, because we couldn't see most of the movie, it was kind of like seeing the movie from Norman's point of view. So, yeah, funny joke. Wasn't actually the case in the movie. (laughs) Did you think the cinematography was beautiful? No. No, it was fucking awful. And yeah, like I, I like the idea of seeing the scenes from Norman's point of view. We just cut to black and we hear sounds. They could have easily done that, but they didn't. So that was everything you said in your plot, giving you a total of how well do you think you did? Uh, points wise, I think I would have got like uh, late teens, early twenties. Mm, interesting. You got 31 points. That's not too bad. We're neck and neck, even though your movie wasn't the movie at all. I'm happy with that. You can't be happy with that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. You, you, can't, you can't tell me what I can't be happy You can't be happy with that. That was a fucking awful prediction. It didn't reflect the movie at all. In fact, I gave you a percentage. I went through and I was just like, all right, if Matty D was 100% correct- We're four points different, Kieran, so uh, I don't know. It's all right. Yeah, go on. Go with your percentage. Yes. If you got everything correct, you would have gotten a total of 71 points. <laughs> yeah. If you were 100% correct, you would have got 71 points. You got 31 points, meaning you were 43% accurate to the movie. Less than half of the movie correct. Yeah, I'm happy with that. That's all right. <laughs> How yeah. are you happy with that? It's close enough to 50 for me. What, what what makes you happy about that prediction? What about what you said makes you happy and makes it, you think it was a good prediction? Uh, oh, yeah. Like it, uh... it was better than the movie. There you go. You could be happy about that. <laughs> I think Aside was, from that, piece of shit prediction. There was stuff that happened in this movie. There was Okay. There was things that I should have known going into it yes. if I paid attention to the trailer. Yes. Point, point taken. But there was stuff that I was never going to guess in this movie. Like Yeah, the, most of the plot. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I would- uh, Yeah, it was never going to- I was never going to guess that it was, her, it was his daughter. We can't predict nonsense. 
as we've said time and time again, Bill and Ted uh, face the music. Yeah. Uh, Doolittle, so many movies, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. It's, we uh, can't predict nonsense, so therefore, whatever we say is always going to be better than the actual movie. This, uh, this prediction was one I didn't want to make. I didn't really care enough for You loved it. the original movie. I, I did, but I didn't think it called for a sequel, so- That's true. I was kind of like, I, I didn't have my heart in it, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Look, I'm just deflecting. So, now that you're happy with how you predicted the movie, I don't know why you're happy. Like I said, uh, you, we were neck and neck. I don't know why. I'm a happy guy. <laughs> there you go. Were you happy with the actual movie? What did you think of Don't Breathe 2? Yeah, so I want to- And everybody uh, already knows. Yeah, everyone already There's knows. There's no point even having this conversation. So, when we, when we did this episode, what I said about the first movie, what I liked about the first yeah. movie were the following. I liked the- Cinematography. Yes. I liked the pace. Yes. And I liked the choices. And you said it held your interest to the whole movie. And it held my interest to the whole movie. I could say that this movie did the reverse of all of those yes. things. Yes. The pace was so painfully slow. Yes. It dragged. It was a real struggle watching this movie. So much so that I would stop watching this movie and force myself to come back and-, and I break this movie up, even though it was 90 minutes. And, and watch it. Like, one of the hardest movies to watch just because it didn't hold my interest. It was, was really boring. Cinematography was absolute shit because yes. you couldn't see anything throughout and it. And if, if you could see anything, it was just abandoned buildings and, like, yeah. concrete rooms. And the Great. choices, the choices there were, there were none. Like this movie, the first movie was such a creative and interesting, like little little story, little horror story. It worked yeah. really well. It didn't need to have a you sequel. Had characters you cared about, yeah, and they didn't do anything with it. So this movie, yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. I hated it actually. Yeah. Uh, the problem was is that you didn't care about what was going on when stuff. So here's the thing. So I'm obviously I'm on the exact same page as you. I hated this movie as well. I thought it was awful. I thought it was incredibly drawn out and boring. Most of the movie is the the gang members attempting to kidnap Phoenix, which is a problem because going into the movie. We knew that the gang members were going to kidnap Phoenix and it was yeah. going to be Norman going after Phoenix to, you know, get her back from the gang members. We knew all this. So, there's no tension for us specifically going into the movie. We don't care about Norman as a character. He's a bad guy. He's a rapist. He's, a, he's an evil man. Yeah. He's a murderer. We don't care about him, which is something we also predicted going in. We're like, why did they make the bad guy the, the protagonist of this movie? That's going to be a hard task for us to- to, for us to, you know, sympathise with the villain from the, the first movie. We never sympathise with him. We don't care if he keeps uh, Phoenix as a daughter because she hates living with him. She hates being on her own. And, you know, he keeps her under his wings so much that she just wants to go out and spread her wings, essentially. So, we want her to leave. We want her to live with someone else. We don't potentially want her to live with these meth dealers. But, you know, we're shown pretty, you know, early on in the movie that these people are despicable anyway. So... We're never given any tension in the movie at all. No. No, and it's hard to sort of build a movie like this where there's no tension and there's no stakes, at least for the audience perspective. So, she should have been kidnapped in the first 20 minutes of the movie, not an yeah. hour into the movie. I mean, it's just like having an hour of Bruce Wayne's parents running around before they get shot. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, it's all inevitable, so there's no tension. Like, we know what's going to happen. That's the problem. We know what's going to happen, so there's no tension. We're never sitting there going like, oh, are they going to kidnap her? Are they going to hurt her? We know that's not going to happen. Yeah. it's yeah. So, that makes it- Boring. So that makes it fucking boring. It's boring. It's it's the worst crime of this movie is it's boring and it's yes. so hard to like uh, because I did this I would I would have quit this movie. I did. If I had to watch it just recreationally. Yeah. Like I had to actually force myself to sit down and, and 
and watch it and pay attention because stuff would happen and I'd forget about it because I just didn't care. And also, it's so so dark, you can't see what's happening. No. So, you're less engaged because you don't know what's going on. But you don't care what's going on because you don't care about any of these characters. No, you're absolutely right. And yeah, it was a terrible movie. So, would you recommend people watch it? <laughs> no. Just forget about it. Just forget this movie existed. No, this is no, up there. I think no. this is easily up there with one of the worst movies we've ever done on this show. Yeah, I think so. Like, did we did we talk about it the best and worst? Yeah, you mentioned it as being pretty bad. Yeah, but we didn't specifically discuss it because I hadn't seen the movie at that point. <laughs> I'd only seen half of it. You know what? But I even think- seeing half of it, I was just like, yeah, that was a shit movie. I think I was the same. I don't think I watched this whole movie, or if I did watch it, I don't think I just forgot about it. I think I had it on the background and I wasn't paying much attention. I think I skipped bits through it because it makes sense. So hard to watch this movie. Yes, makes sense. All yeah, right. terrible. Yeah, it's conclusive. This movie sucks. Don't bother seeing it, folks. If you haven't seen it in preparation for this episode, don't bother because it's just bad and nobody's going to remember this movie. No one's going to be talking about this movie. It's certainly not good in any way and I don't think there's ever going to be a sequel. We're never going to be talking about Don't Breathe 3 on this show. And if they, if there is Don't Breathe 3, then please do something else. Please, like, have a different main character. Do something else. If you're going to make a sequel, do something with that sequel. Otherwise, don't make it. Yeah, exactly. Don't you do something- Learn from this movie. Stupid as kidnapping a girl to do a heart transplant. Oh, fucking hell. Wow. So, the thing about that heart transplant is, like, like I said already, her heart would be too small to be compatible with the mother's heart. And because she doesn't have the same hormones as a developing child, the heart wouldn't grow into a full-sized heart. Meaning that she would die either way. Yeah. Stupid. Waste of time. Yeah. And it, yeah. <laughs> Why is that a plot point? It's just stupid. It doesn't, the whole plot doesn't make sense. And you could argue, oh, they're desperate drug dealers, so they're not thinking things through, but they've got like a doctor that they've kidnapped or yes. you know, that's working with them. I don't know. It all just falls apart when you have a look at it properly. We're done with this movie. We're finished talking about this movie. We're never going to have to think about it again. Yep. So now that we're done talking Steve about Lang, this movie- go back and work on Avatar. Yeah, Make your money, sir. Do you, you do the 10 Avatar movies that you're currently He's working fine. on. I'd much rather watch this movie than another Avatar movie, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> we'll talk about it in the next episode because- Next week, we're finally- We're done, Matty D. We're done. We've we've actually finished the, the summer season of movies, so we're actually ahead of the schedule again, so we can finally take a break from predicting movies for a change. So, we don't have a movie coming out in cinemas next week. Well, actually, uh, Equalizer 3 is coming out, but I don't Ooh. give a shit about that franchise. Equalizer 3? I don't give a shit about the Equalizer franchise. We're not covering that movie. So, instead, next week, we're taking a break from predicting movies, and we're doing another installment of our Movie Talk series. Yes. We can take a break and just talk all things movies. And just to catch up with last year's movies and our impression of what we thought of them, we're doing a, an episode on the best and worst of 2022. Do you remember all the movies from 2022? Ah, uh, most of them, yeah. I hope so, because you've recently just watched them all. I spread it out this time. Yeah, good job. Nice. So, join us next week to hear our impressions of all the movies that we covered in 2022. And until then, we'll see you next week. You sir. Yeah. We all did too. Iraq? Yeah. Dishonorably discharged from a dishonorable war. Say that makes us honorable somehow, wouldn't you? No. Can you move your truck off the road now? Sure, baby. Whatever you want.